Hey there, how you doing? Come on up. This is where I sit and talk sports. Up here, my spot on the bleachers. We're going to have a good show for you today. I got Mr. Deion Thomas coming in. We're going to talk some Illini basketball and a little bit of the I fund. It's whatever comes up to our minds. So sit back and enjoy yourself. Grab yourself your koozie, your favorite beverage, your seat cushion. Come on up here and sit down. We're going to talk some sports. You got to get it done. This is Gateway City Sports. The rumors are true. This is Talking Sports on the Bleachers with Don Glenn. A confident young man. A superb athlete. A look at the sports issues of the day. Grab a seat, pop a cold one, and let's talk some sports. Gee, that sounds kind of interesting. Gentlemen, start your engines. Rommel on the shotgun here at the snap. Rommel looking, dumps it off right side. Intercepted! Intercepted the goal line by Woodson! And there is your Gallagher! Rule for the widespread stance. Arms out over the plate. Bickford from the stretch. The 1 1 pitch. A play, and there it goes! Welcome back to the show, and I have with me a friend of the show, frequent guest, especially when I want to talk Illini basketball. I'm talking about none other than Dion Thomas. How you doing, my friend? Don, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, man. Well, I'm I glad re- you could come on, man. First thing, I, I would be very remiss if I didn't uh, we didn't start the show off by uh, um, uh, talking about the, the passing of Bobby Knight. I, you know, I, I can't say that I was actually shocked, but it, you know, it, it always hits because you know, you, he was getting up there, but you, you, you just, some guys you just think are larger than life. They just, they're, they're, they're not, you know, they're always going to be there. And what, what's your thoughts on, 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 Bobby? I know you played against some of his teams. Uh, uh, you had the, the great pleasure of doing that. 
what do, what what's your recollections of Bobby Knight? Well, um, I'll, I'll tell you this: I've always had a healthy respect um, for Coach Knight. Any of the players, when you watch his guys, they play together. They get out there and they have a mission, and they were all um, working towards said mission. It didn't really matter who. I guess the big name person was, you know, it was always about playing Indiana basketball and about winning. One of the most important things I also appreciated and respected about him is he graduated his players. He understood what college sports is about. You're a student athlete first. So it, it was always a pleasure, you know, especially once I left Illinois, watching him work and doing the things that he's done. And you know, I happened to when I went into coaching, happened to work with a couple of guys that played for him. Uh, Stu Robinson at Indiana. He was he was a starting point guard. Um, the, he graduated the year before the undefeated national championship team. Okay. And then Jeremy and, and Jeremy played for coach at Texas Tech. And, you know, they both had nothing but great things to say about coach. I mean, so that'll show you. And not just him, even the other players that I know and, and, and have relationships with still to this day have nothing but positive things to say about him. Yes, he was tough. Yes, he was one that would push his guys to the brink. And, you know, like I know, reports have been out there, had even gotten a little physical at points with kids. But I think Coach Knight's toughness was always about making his boy, making boys into men Mm -hmm. and making his players and his team best as they could be. So I've always had a healthy respect for him. Um, not the kind of coaching I would have responded to, but I understand what he was doing. Um, so, uh, you know, he, he's going to be missed. He's an icon. Oh, yeah. Not college basketball, but in college sports as a whole. Yeah, I, that that's for sure. I mean, I, I've been listening to a few different uh, uh, news interviews with different players. Um, I think uh, – I listened to one with Stephen Bardo, and he he, he kind of echoed your same sentiment. You know, uh, had, had the greatest amount of respect, but uh, wasn't a guy he would have played for, even though his brother did play for him for a year at Indiana, which I thought was I I never knew yep. that. So, um, you know, when you think back on 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 not just Bobby Knight, but the Big Ten in general, especially back in your guys's era when you guys played, uh, you know, you had a lot of really, I mean coaches that went on to do i mean lute olson and katie and uh um uh, judd heathcote and, and guys like that and you know, and it's yeah. and it's carried on today with izzo and matt painter and and yeah. of course you played for one of the best lou henson but has there ever right. been a coach in the big 10 that was more uh how do i want to put it um had more of an impact on the big 10 than Bob Knight? That's a great question. And, you know, if, if you think back on it, I mean, of course there may have been some before me, but I can say during my, my time forward, no, I, I do not believe so. I think Bobby Knight and what he did you know, in Indiana and for USA basketball, it's, it's, I don't think there's any more any other coach that has been as influential um, as he has been for the Big Ten. And, and like I said, for basketball as a whole. Right. I mean, at some point, he, and I don't know if he has been, but if he hasn't been, he will be uh, inducted into the Naismith Hall of Fame. Oh, he should be, for sure. He yeah. wasn't just a great college basketball coach. 
was a coach's coach. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, we'll you know, uh, you know, as uh, condolences to the Knight family and college basketball and everything on that uh, as well, because like you said, it's just something that's he's he's going to be missed for sure. Uh, so let's get to Illinois now. Um, I I've, I saw the two first preseason games. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, Ottawa was what you expected that game to be. I mean, nothing against Ottawa. I'm sure they're a fine basketball program for their division, but uh, playing a Division Five or Division Division One Power Five, they just weren't in the right league for that right. game. So I'm not sure what you can take of that. But uh, the Kansas game, um, there was a couple of, of you know similarities in that. Shannon was your your main go-to guy as he was in the Ottawa game. Uh, but you didn't see as much of the younger guys, uh, which I thought I was kind of hoping I'd see more again, more of Hansberry. Uh, uh-huh. because I, I I really like the way that kid plays. He's I I I said it in the Ottawa game, he was a uh, a quiet beast. Because you didn't see, he wasn't flashy. He wasn't all over. He was just there when he needed to be. He got the rebound when he needed. He put the bucket back in when he needed. Uh, I, I was impressed with Damask. I think he's gonna he's gonna be probably of of the transfers. I think he's probably the biggest gonna be the biggest help in terms of shooting and uh, just overall play. Uh, I I I didn't think much of Gary A in the Ottawa game, but he really showed me something in that Kansas game. Uh, what was your take on those two games? Well, as you mentioned, I mean, the Ottawa game was what the Ottawa game was supposed to be. But I was looking at, um, you know, wasn't I didn't really care about the score, of course, unless we lost. <laughs> I mean, because a team of that, that caliber, you, you're supposed to beat them. No, he did. But I look and see the connectivity between the players out there on the court. I wanted to see to see how they responded and reacted to one another on the court. I mean, I wanted to see if they were having fun, you know, and and this is an easy game. That was an easy game to have fun in, but you still want to look to see how they gel because I think that was a big thing. Uh, Yes, wanted to see how the freshmen came in, how, you know, when you have so many new players come in, and I I had only an opportunity to see them practice a couple of times, so to see them in some real game action, um, I was just really looking to see how they would react, how they would play. I mean, especially with, you know, we had almost a full house that night for an exhibition game. Yeah. And they performed exactly the way I thought they would against Ottawa. Take going from Ottawa to Kansas, I wanted to see if all of that carried over. And I have to say I was very impressed uh, by the way they played um, the continuity they played with against a very good, as you know, preseason number one Kansas team. Mm-hmm. And I thought Illinois was in control of that entire game. And, you know, I know it swayed back and forth there. You know, we'd get close, but every basket or situation where you thought Kansas was going to make a run or, or take a jump, Illinois had a counter to what they did. And not just a counter, they would counter and then explode, you know. So I was really impressed um, with them, that Kansas game and and how they played. And then, of course, moving into the season, they played, you know, they opened up the other night against Eastern Illinois. And which I was also looking. So we, you know, Brian Barnhart and I do what's called the keys of the game. Okay. And 
you know, I give two or three, you know, touch points on, on where I think would help them be successful. And my first touch point was I wanted to see their energy. I wanted to see how they would react after beating Kansas. You know, like I know, championship caliber teams play to their expectations. Doesn't matter what the name is on the front of the jersey of the team that they were playing against, because they set a level and an expectation for themselves. Um, and I think Coach would agree with me on this because he said it in the post game. They kind of, I wasn't pleased, and nor was he, because you could hear his reaction. You know, the first 10 minutes of the first half, you know, we had one offensive rebound. You, you you can't have that against a team that you're clearly better than, longer than, more athletic than, you know, and a team that is far less, that's that's inferior to you. You know, again, mm-hmm. I look at Eastern Illinois. Now, they're a better team than Ottawa, but, you know, I guess the odds makers had, them, had us winning by 28. We won by 28, but I think we should have won by 35 or 40. Okay. So that was the one thing that I was looking at to see. And, you know, that was the only, uh, I'll say, failing grade that I will give them because the other uh, three-fourths of the game, they played the way they were supposed to. And and they came out and they played really hard. So it's more so the mental prep uh, and, and figuring out that, hey, we have to play at this level all the time because that's what championship teams do. I mean, that very night, Purdue played against a team that was far inferior to them. Um, they still a mid-major on that same level as, say, uh, uh, an Eastern uh, Illinois, and they went out there and they beat them by 50. That's what you're supposed to do. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. I want to see us get to. Um, but this team, I, I, I really like them. As you mentioned, you know, Marcus Domask, I, I think he is going to be a huge part of our success this year. Uh, really, you know, of course, Terrence Shannon Jr. is is who he is. I'd love to see more consistency as I did in that uh, Kansas game from Coleman Hawkins. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've called him the X Factor for four years. I mean, he's so talented, but he has to stop thinking and, and just play and play hard all the time because he's just so talented. But Quincy Gear, the newcomers that have come in, and that's including the freshman Hansberry and Gibbs Lawson. I mean, that kid right there is going to be a star. Uh, I mean, he has star written all over him um, and a humble star. You know, he doesn't go out there and brag and boast. He just goes out and plays hard and does his thing. And I was really impressed with him. But, you know, Dane Danger, and, and it's, I'm sure he'll get more reps as we move through the season. But he's been he's looked great. Uh, for the time that he's been out there, I think Amani is really, you know, Hansberry is holding his own as a freshman and learning along the way. Um, Nico Moretti, I mean, coming off the bench at the point guard position has also looked really good. So this is, you know, this team can go 10 deep and not really skip a beat. You know, as, as long as they, they stay connected, they keep working together. Oh, and how do I forget, you know, Ty Rogers. How is he going to be at the point guard? This and this and this, you know. And I, I always thought that Ty would be great. I've told people he will be fine at that point guard position. No, he's not a great shooter, but he does so many other things on the court that 
you know, and he showed it in the Kansas game. Mm-hmm. You know, he able to take the smaller guards to the basket, but yet he was able to defend them on their end of the court. So really impressed with this Illinois team. Um, just looking for continued growth, more mental growth than anything else. Like I said, understanding that they have to play to their level and not to the level of the opponent. Yeah, now we've got some tough games. I mean, not not right now. the next game's Oakland. I mean, that's not going to be uh, super hey, tough. But, man, you know, that's a great job over there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 one that's not going to, you know, it's not going to be uh, one that people are thinking to test us, but it it might it'll give us a little bit of uh if we're not if we're not careful, we could actually, you know, that that could be a a, a rude awakening. But you look up what we got coming down the road in in Marquette and Tennessee and uh, Florida Atlantic and you know this is probably one of the roughest early schedules I think I've ever seen an Illinois team take on no and it is and and coach Underwood said that he was like hey this is an opportunity for us to show who we are and what we have and what we got and and I agree with him a hundred percent if you want to be a champion you have to play champion level teams you know, Marquette's really good this year. FAU, of course, being ranked in the top 10 after a, a, a final four run last year and having all of those guys back. Mm. I mean, Illinois gonna has a, a tough road ahead. But if they go out and do what they're supposed to do, you know, they're going to turn some heads. And, oh, yeah. and they're going to heads quickly. Uh, I want to touch uh, – you're talking about going 10 deep and all the players – I'm going to start off by saying I think it probably may have been or may be, I won't say necessarily his best decision because I I still think he had some some value but uh, for this year. But I think for him, uh, the sincere Harris deciding to redshirt, I think that speaks more of him and what he knows this what he knows he can be for this team as opposing to him what he can be for himself. Because I think he knows this team's going to be fine without him this year. But he needs to improve to be there right. next year. Do you get the same feeling? Well, I I, I don't disagree with that. Uh, knowing Sincere the way I do, uh, he, he's a thinker. And, and he understands, one, you know, it's going to be some tough sledding for minutes out there. Because these freshmen are really good. And, and they're really good, and they're guys that can shoot the ball better than he can right now. I mean, there are guys that are more physically developed than he is right now, which was, you know, his statement behind wanting to redshirt was really to be able to build his body and, and get himself um, from a skill level and from a physicality level ready and better for Big Ten basketball. So, you know, kudos to Coach and to um, Sincere for understanding that these are things that he needs. Uh, one, for him personally, if he wants to, you know, be successful and, and have an opportunity to be able to play after college, those are things that he's going to need. But, you know, yeah, we will be fine. And, and that's the joy of the transfer portal, as much as I am not a huge fan of it. Yeah. It allows you to plug holes quickly, um, especially in, in basketball. And that's what Coach did. He did a great job of bringing in players that I believe, you know, are programmatic guys. Um, and, you know, I mean, didn't mention Justin Harmon. I mean, I love Justin Harmon as a player and what he brings. And to be able to have older guys 
you know, we put a team out on the floor that were fifth-year seniors and one fourth-year senior in Coleman Hawkins. Now, that's some uh, experience, and that's what you want, and that's what you need, and especially in the Big Ten in, in order to move forward in the NCAA tournament. I think Coach did a great job of that. I think Sincere recognized what we have, which gave him the opportunity to make the decision to, uh, to get himself better. Yeah, and I, I will say, I, you know, when you mentioned the the fifth year senior and the plan, the older guy, the old guys, as, as so to speak, it reminds me of the teams that we got beat by early last year. When you talk about Missouri and Penn State, you know, um, uh, who's the other one? Um, Maryland. Uh, yeah, you know, it was a lot of older, older guys, and you know. I think that can't be understated when you've got that kind of experience on the team. Uh, we're going to get more here with uh, Dion uh, after we hear this up from Fifth Street Motors. Don Glenn here from Talking Sports on the Bleachers at Gateway City Sports. Coaches and athletes are under a lot of stress. The pressure to win can be daunting. I can relate that almost to buying a car. And we all know how stressful buying a car can be. But there is one place that's trying to change that. Fifth Street Motors, located at 2044 Rose Lane, Pacific, Missouri. At Fifth Street Motors, they want to make sure your car buying experience is less stressful. They will help you find a vehicle you need no matter what brand. At Fifth Street Motors, they believe in giving you the absolute best price on a pre-owned vehicle that will fit your budget. Check out what stress-free car buying can be. Give Brandon or Don a call today, 573-259-1306. That's 573-259-1306. Tell them Don Glenn from Talking Sports on the Bleachers sent you. All right, we're back with Dion Thomas. Uh, we've talked a little bit about Illinois and, and what they've done so far and the Sincer Harris. And uh, a couple, what couple of the players I want to give you, you mentioned him earlier, and that's uh, Nikolai Moretti. Um, yeah. You know, when he came in, what, mid-season last year and, of course, never played, or maybe he got in one game, I can't remember. Uh, but anyway, you know, I didn't think much, uh, but when I saw him in the Ottawa game, uh, mm -hmm. you know, coming in and just, I mean, he took over the floor. Yeah. I mean, he did what he was supposed, he came in, so, okay, I'm the point guard, everybody, everybody pay attention to me, here's what's going on. And he ran the and he ran the game. Uh, I was very impressed by that. Uh, and I think Gibbs uh, Lawhorn the same thing. Although I think he had a little tentative starting out, but by the end of that Ottawa game, man, he looked good. <laughs> so I think you're right on that. Uh, do you see those guys? Uh, I mean, and we're going to talk recruits here in a little bit um, with possible other recruits coming. Can those guys stand stand up? I mean, I, like you said, I think Gibbs is going to be a, a, a stud no matter what you look at. Oh uh, yeah. But uh, what do you what do you see, Moretti? What do you see both of their roles on this team? I mean, is it primarily let's, the backup or is it uh, take over when you need to? Let Let's start with Moretti. Um, Nikki, I, I love him. I love his game. Uh, my question was when he came in. Of course, he was very slight. He's definitely gained and put, you know, working with body by Fletch, as, as we call <laughs> as we call the mad scientist. Um, he's definitely put on some weight. He's gotten stronger. I mean, but we look at Nico and, and Nikki is a coach's kid. He understands the game. He knows what his role is. 
He reads the game extremely well. He doesn't make a lot of a lot of mistakes. He's an excellent shooter, excellent passer, really good in ball screen actions. So he'll be that that type of point guard that can run the show and and really get everyone else involved, knock down shots when necessary. How much time he'll get this year? I mean, because you know, of course, coaches are going to have to start to. Um, whittle down some of that time as we get into Big Ten Conference and and so on. And he's the kind of kid that'll keep himself ready and keep himself sharp and will continue to get better throughout the year. As I mentioned with Gibbs Lawhorn, I mean, Lawhorn, that kid's a star. I mean, he's a star, buddy. He just has to continue to grow and get better. I think he could and, and possibly will at times be that third star on the court because he can score in so many different ways. He shoots it extremely well, hit the the body that he has been able to put on himself since the summer. I mean, you can see he's a lot busy, bigger. He can He's super athletic. So he can go to the basket, play through contact. He gets out and is so quick in transition. So I expect him to have a – I mean, being a running for freshman – I mean, um, all-freshman team. Um, by the end of this season, he, he's going to be really good. Hansberry, you know, speaking of the freshmen and the young players, has a way to go. You know, but big guys are always the ones that have a way to go. But what I do love about him is he is a rebounding machine. He has a nose for the ball. He understands how to lock and seal on the weak side rebounds. Um, he does a phenomenal job playing with a very high motor and I think that will be kind of his role this year he'll spare Dane Danger he'll spare um, uh, Coleman Hawkins whenever he's playing at that five come in there and give you I believe 10 to you know 15 really hard minutes and he'll get you seven eight rebounds during that time he's in there so I, I look at nothing but positive momentum for all three of these guys moving through the season yeah now we go back to the old guys here for a second you mentioned coleman hawkins getting some consistency what i saw in because i didn't get to see the the uh, eastern illinois game i was i had prior engagement and wasn't able to, to watch it uh but what i saw in that kansas game from coleman hawkins you know it was like this is what we've been waiting on Yes. Uh, you know, knowing when to pass, knowing when to shoot, knowing where he was on the court at all times, you know. And like you said, I, I wish I could see more of that. <laughs> well, Coleman, I think because he is so skilled, because he can do so many things, he overthinks the game. You know, last year we were complaining because there were times he'd pump fake and and take and not take shots when he was wide open. That's thinking. You know, even in that Kansas game, and he continued to try to take um, um, Hunter off the dribble, but it wasn't a direct penetration. It's playing here, playing here, trying to go this way, this way. But then he simplified it towards the end. You know, in the second half, he was downhill to the basket, got a couple layups, was able to make a couple. Uh, uh, little jump shots, and then, you know, little floaters rather, and then he was able to knock down his three. Not thinking, playing, and that's Coleman. Coleman is Coleman's biggest issue. He, he mm -hmm. needs to get out of his head and just play basketball So because he's a great player. 
um, very skilled and just does so many things. And so you're right. It's that consistency. We need to see more of what we saw in the Kansas game and a whole lot less of what we saw against Eastern Illinois. Yeah. Um, we mentioned Damascus and, and some of the other guys. One guy we haven't mentioned yet and is Luke Goody. Well, <laughs> you know, Luke is Luke, baby. <laughs> I mean, he's just steady. I mean, he's going to not, he's, he's probably our bet. No, not probably. He's our best shooter on the court. Plays again, really smart, high motor, offensive rebounding. The last game against uh, Eastern Illinois was phenomenal. He's going to be able to continue to do that in the Big Ten. You know, as long as he and he's, I want him shooting. If he's open, I want him shooting. I don't care if he's missing, if he misses 10 in a row, I want him shooting because that's how much confidence I have in him shooting the basketball. Luke Goody is a heck of a player and he's going to be really, really good for us. Just, and then him and him and Domask on the floor together. Oh my God, that spreads the floor. That gives you know, um, and that gives Terrence Shannon opportunities to get downhill. That's going to give uh, Gibbs Lanhorn opportunities to get downhill. I mean, it's going to open up so many things, and not just those two. Justin Harmon is a great shooter as well. So mm-hmm. we we we're we're really in a better position than we were last year with guys on the, ex- on, on the exterior. So I, I really like this team. Yeah. I, 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 you mentioned you, you actually were, you were about a step ahead of me on that one there. I was going to say something about Damask and, and, and Luke at the same, because when you look at them on the court, at least from a distance, they, they, it's almost a similar body type and yep. both of them play at least from what I've seen with such confidence that you don't mind them rising up and taking that shot because they, they don't look like they're flustered at all. They're not rushing it. It's like it's there in the flow. And, and But then you stop and think they're like two years apart. Yeah. You know, one's a fifth-year senior. The other one's a, a junior. It's like, okay, wait a minute. Uh, these guys, twins separated at birth or what? <laughs> I mean, they, they their game is such so similar in in that respect. But I think Damask does have a little bit more, if I want to say it, nose for the ball. Yeah. Uh, I noticed, especially like in the Ottawa game and the Kansas game as well. I mean, if that ball was on the floor, he was within five feet of it somehow. Yeah. Even if he yeah. had to come all the way across the court, he was he was around that ball. I think they both understand their role. And, and rebounding is going to be key for both of them. Uh, I do believe that Domask has a little bit more to his game as far as an offensive flow. He you know, has the mid-range game. He can shoot it you know, from outside. He does have the ability. He's not a blazer by any stretch of the means, but he has an understanding of how to use his body and get to his spots on the floor. But that comes with maturity. And, and this is why having – you know, going from one of the youngest teams in the country last year to one of the eldest teams in the in the country this year is a positive for Illinois. I mean, we can go down the down the line with you know the fifth year seniors and Coleman and all of them understanding you know what it takes to be successful and understanding how it is to practice and really prepare for a game. I mean, those things are huge when you don't have to teach freshmen how to do that. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, we'll, uh, we'll continue on with, uh, Dion in just a minute. Uh, after we hear a little bit about liquid IV. 
Have you heard about Liquid IV? Well, it's the number one powdered sports drink in America. It delivers two times faster hydration than water alone and delivers three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. It uses a process called cellular transport technology, which acts as a hydration multiplier designed to deliver more rapid absorption of water into the body. It also delivers key vitamins like B5, B3, B6, B12, and vitamin C. It's non-GMO. It contains no soy or dairy. It's gluten-free. It comes in different formulations and flavors. You have your basic electrolyte replacement hydration, which is good for working out in the yard or workouts or whatever. Uh, you also have a energy multiplier that comes in handy, especially for me when I'm working up late on podcasts or articles. Uh, there's also an immune support formula that I use daily and a probiotic kombucha blend as well as a sleep formula. They have great flavors like lemon lime, golden cherry, which I like, uh, Yazoo pineapple is very good, and many other flavors, including pina colada. They also have a brand new cereal berry. I need to give that one a try. They also have sugar-free line in white peach, green grape, lemon lime, and recently introduced a new multiple hydration for kids in banana, tropical punch, concord grape, crisp apple, and cotton candy. Liquid IV is conveniently packaged in individual stick pouches so you can take it anywhere, to the beach, to the gym, the office. Take some on a trip with you. You know that traveling in an airplane the humidity is 5 to 12 percent less than the sahara desert so people taking a long flight can get mildly dehydrated and that leads to jet lag the typical coffee tea soda alcohol just doesn't help in fact alcohol furthers dehydration so does coffee and in that instance take a pouch or two along of liquid IV, put it in a bottle of water, bang, you got hydration multiplication. Liquid IV also cares about the world we live in. They resource sustainable raw materials produced by family farms. They use 100% recycled materials in their packaging. They also provide $1.3 million in grants to expand clean water access in other countries. So right now, go to liquidiv.com, use the promo code GCS at checkout, get 20% off your order. That's liquidiv.com, promo code GCS at checkout. You can also shop Better Hydration by using my special link, zen.ai slash talking sports on the bleachers. That's zen.ai slash talking sports on the bleachers. All one word. Get 20% off anything you buy. So check out hydration multiplication at liquidiv.com. Don't forget the promo code GCS at checkout. All right, and we're back with Dion. Okay, we've talked about Illinois, what they're doing now, the guys. I want to talk a little bit about what's coming up, what, we, what we're looking at and the recruiting end of it. Uh, a lot is being made, and I was listening to a, a show today, um, and it was uh, Lante and Derek Piper. I was listening to them today, and uh, they were talking about Morez Johnson uh, coming yep. in, you know, sign, and uh, the couple of the kids that they've signed, and uh, Jason Jactus. Jax, Jax Tiss, I, I can't know how to pronounce that name. I, I'll wait on Brian Barnhart to get the pronunciation. No, yeah. Okay, okay. Let, <laughs> let, let, let me know when he gets it to you so I can pronounce it right. <laughs> and and then uh, Jace Butler. And then they're talking about uh, Jeremiah Fears um, because some uh, one somebody brought up the point that if they don't get Fears with this, having Johnson basically been committed for two years, he committed verbally as a sophomore. Is that kind of a letdown in recruiting class with the two guy with the other two guys? Because uh, uh, Butler is a an unranked three star, or at least was an unranked three star at the time, and Jackus is uh, is 
kind of a slight kid project in the works, so to speak? I, I don't know. Let me let me say that first and foremost. No, let me answer the question. Now, I, I really like Jeremiah Fears' game. I think he would be great for us. Um, I believe he's leaning towards us, but, you know, you never know because there's a lot of other, other programs in the picture. Uh, but Mortez, I love. I, I think he is going to be – well, yeah, hopefully we can keep him around here long enough and the NBA doesn't come calling too quickly. We can, we can keep some NIL money here and keep him in school because that kid's going to be lights out. He's going to be really good. Butler, I think people are sleeping on Butler. Um, okay. You got a 6'5 guard that can play the one, the two, or the three. And he shoots it lights out from outside. I mean, he reminds me physically of a Darren Williams. Um, but he can really shoot the basketball, boy. And, and I think that's going to be huge for him. I mean, he's a player that I know will have around at least, a, you know, two to three years unless, you know, Again, the transfer portal or whatever may take place because he's a little bit more uh, of a project as far as getting him, uh, getting the baby fat off of him, getting him stronger, more athletic. But as far as his basketball IQ, his skill level, um, I, I think this is why I don't like the, the whole national rankings and, and stars and all of that, that stuff. I think they're way off. Uh, on this kid and and Big Jack, you know the only way I would say he is a project is because he's going to have to gain weight, get stronger at six eleven. But this is a six eleven. You can't one. You can't teach six <laughs> eleven. <laughs> he has really good feet. You know, he, he, I, I watched some video on him. I met him uh, when he was on his visit on campus. So I had an opportunity to go home and watch some video of his, his feet are really good. He can put the ball on the floor going left or right from the top of the key. He has the ability to step out and knock down a three-point shot. He's really – he's a prototypical player of what the NBA is looking for. He's a big that can step out and shoot. He's a good athlete. So, you know, I don't think it's a disappointment if we don't get fears. But, boy, is it a skyrocket if we do. I was going to ask you also about recruiting and cause you know, most of us, uh, you know, never been recruited by anybody when you're looking at when the kids are looking at a school and I'm going to try to relate this a little bit to the football, how does the other sports play into it? Because I know this big win that only just had against uh, uh, Minnesota at the last minute for the football team, you know, now I know we didn't have anybody there, but, at the Wisconsin game, you've got recruits that you're bringing in for basketball that are watching the game. Does the aura or the 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 way? I mean, not center of the team plays, but is it does how does that work with the fans? I mean, do you look at the fans and say, okay, if they're hyped up for football, just think what they're going to be for basketball or vice versa? I mean, it, it, as a recruit, do you look at how they react to other sports or just how they well, react to the basketball team? Well, your your first. Um, thought is how is it going to be in the State Farm Center? Right. The State Farm Center, when you go there and it's rocking, that's what you want to see. Um, Illinois, I think, is a little different. I mean, when you look at Illinois, most people look at Illinois as a basketball school and not necessarily a football school. So when you can get big wins or you know, and big crowds at the at Memorial Stadium, that's an added bonus to what you're going to get 
um, from a recruit. I mean, when in the eyes of a recruit, because you're looking to see if there's 15,000 sitting in the state farm center seats and, and it's packed every night. I mean, we've had four sellouts already, that, you know, with the exhibition games, you know. So as, as a kid coming in, you know, you're looking at the facilities, you're looking at the, the, the gear, you're looking at the fan support. You're looking at your relationship with the coaches, both assistant coaches and head coaches and, and the style of play. Brad Underwood plays a style that would be enjoyable for, you know, anyone coming out of high school. You know, they want to get up and down the court. They want to move. Brad wants a shot in under seven seconds if he can get it or a relatively good shot if he can't get it. So he's going to play fast. He's going to play, uh, um, you know, be athletic and long because it's just a good brand of basketball, especially for today. They do a great job of developing guys and helping them get better and then being able to move on to the next level, which is another thing that kids are going to look at. And they, Illinois does an excellent job at that. And so, you know, when you're being recruited, you know, it's a very attractive place. Unfortunately, today, not so many people are talking to the whole academics the way they should. But you're also getting into great education for however long you're at the University of Illinois. You're getting one of the top educations, not just in the country, but in the world. So there's a lot of benefits um, all the way around. So, yes, to answer your questions, do they look at football? Yes, but that's not the or the other sports. But that's not the main thing. Another quick thing about recruiting. It, it, how has it I mean, obviously, with with NIL, it's it's and, and the transfer portal. It's kind of moved around a lot, a little bit. But, you know. What are some of the biggest, I mean, outside of those two, what are some of the biggest things you've seen change in the way recruiting is going? I mean, those, those are the begin all to end all right now um, when it comes to recruiting. Mm -hmm. You know, NIL, all of these kids, most of these kids now have uh, some kind of agent, whether it's marketing agents or this or that. So it's really NIL dollars. If there's a university that's not in the NIL game, then they're not getting any players. Um, and, and that's just the bottom line. I mean, for us at Illinois, you know, I work in fundraising for Illinois Athletics. Now, we can't really, we can't necessarily be a part of the NIL, but there's always a question in the conversation. And, and we're fortunate enough that we have a robust uh, NIL program with our collective um, icon, icon for Illinois. Right. So, from that standpoint, we're doing really well, but it's always something that has to be grown. You know, you have to grow it. You have to continue to increase. It has to be, um, you have to educate people on it. So they're not thinking that it's this negative. And that's one of the positives of how our program, oh, I should have program, our collective runs, because yes, our kids are making money off their name, image, and likeness, but they're also being pro uh, productive in the community. Because most of the deals are not deals where we're just, you know, kids are going to take pictures or things of that nature. They're actually serving in the community. I mean, we just came off of a, a 15 football players, uh, just came off of a big food drive for the Eastern Illinois Food Bank. And, you know, it was the largest gifts and donations that the Eastern uh, Food Bank has ever gotten, has ever had, has ever made. So there are a lot of positives to how our program runs as opposed to how some of the others um, are conducted around the country. But you're talking about the two biggest things in, in college sports, NIL and the transfer portal. Now, how does that 
affect international guys like Moretti and guys like that? Is it the same with them or is there an extra hurdle because of the, the international status? Because of the international status, unfortunately, they are not allowed to make NIL, uh, which I think is pretty sad. And I hope that that's corrected um, at some point. But because of their visas, you know, they're not their student visas. So they're not necessarily allowed to work, work here in the United States. So that kind of limits what they can do. You know, the Brown brothers kind of went through that same thing last year. But, for example, um, if I'm not mistaken, and I don't want to speak out of turn, if they're back on their home soil, then they're able to earn. Like when the Brown Brothers in in Canada, they were able to do some NIL things. Maybe the same thing um, if legislation hasn't changed. um, Nicola can do the same thing back in Italy. Um, but his dad was a great player. He may not need NIL money. (laughs) (laughs) And now he's coaching one of the best teams in Europe. So I don't know if he necessarily is is in need like some of the students. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Brad's been here now. Seven. This is his seventh season, I think. Um, as you've seen him and how he's recruited and how he's used the transfer portal, you mentioned it earlier to plug the holes, knowing like he had to get old. So he went through the transfer portal. How much of that, how important is, is, is how he does it? I mean, is, is there, obviously there's no real, no real elaborate science to it, but there is a science behind what he does. How do you see him as a recruiter and, and how he plays the recruiting game? Well, I think Brad's a great recruiter. I think that's one of the things that he does best. Uh, from the time he was at Western Illinois to his JUCO days, you know, and his JUCO days probably serve him even better now today with the transfer portal because you, you know, you you understand early what you need, how you're going to need to do it, how you need to move around. I'll give you a little story. At the end of last season, when we lost in the tournament, uh, I was talking to a coach in the hotel, and the very first thing he said was, "Dion, you know, with the portal being so new as it was last year." He was like, I have to do things different. I need to bring in guys that are more programmatic and not just get the best players that I can get out of of the portal, but guys that fit what we want to do and, you know, and fit my everyday guy moniker. And that's what he did. You know, so you, you ask if there's a science. Yeah, there's a science to it. You better bring in people that fit what it is that you want to do and and that can live up to your style of coaching and of the demands that you put on them. So it, you can't have any prima donnas that, that don't understand that they got to come in here and work because that's the kind of guy that Brad is. I mean, shit, you know, he, he knows working. And so he's expecting guys, to, you know, recruiting guys that, that are the same way and you know, have the same mental mindset. Um, so he did a great job this year, as he has in the past. Bring you know, getting in Io, getting in Kofi, um, Terrence Shannon Jr. here, even Matt Meyer, who who you know had his his flaws, but you know Matt's a great player. To what he has done now with this recruiting class, you know he's done an excellent job. I think he's one of the best in the country, um, and that's not just me. That's according to who a lot of his peers 
Well, I mean, it, it definitely shows the, the he's, he's definitely being shown a level of respect around the country. Uh, that that's for sure. I mean, you can hear it. You heard it when, uh, the, during the game, I, I loved watching that Kansas game on TV because they had the coaches mic'd up every once in a while. Yeah. And, um, you know, yeah. you could just hear the respect that Bill self had for Brad Underwood. And, you know, and, and like you said, I don't think yeah. that that's, that's by accident it's meant to be, and he's earned that, uh, right. Uh, we're going to do some final minutes with Dion after we hear from the Sean Wiley group. Hello, this is Don Glenn from Talking Sports on the Bleachers at Gateway City Sports. We all know how important it is to stay protected. Just like a quarterback stays protected in the pocket, you need to have the things in your life protected. Because we all know, sometimes life throws you a curve. And that's why you need Allstate. The Wiley Group has two locations in Festus and Arnold to serve you. They offer home, auto, boat, motorcycle, business, life insurance, investments, and much more. They offer a customized approach that is unique to your situation to make sure you, your family, and your assets are properly protected. They also have great rates and savings. So give Sean and his team a call today, 636-764-6294. Again, that's 636-764-6294. They'll help you with an insurance quote right over the phone. I mean, that's how they roll, folks. Even give them a call if you just want to talk sports. Maybe I should have them on the show someday. With work and kids and social functions, we all have busy lives. So you can also email Sean at seanwiley at allstate.com. That's S-E-A-N-W-I-L-E-Y at Allstate.com. Talk to him about your coverage options. And remember, you're in good hands with Allstate. Okay. Dion, I want to get back to, I know you're, you're, we've talked a lot of basketball, but I want to talk about uh, is something that you, you're, and you mentioned in our, in our last segment that you're kind of passionate with, and that's the iFund. How's the iFund doing? Thank God we're doing well. You know, Don, I mean, because it is one of those things that's extremely important. Uh, the iFund pays for scholarships, pays for our student athlete development, you know, and if there are any, you know, building projects on campus, we have to raise money for that as well. Um, our athletic department is, is self sustaining. So we basically have to raise every dollar for everything that we bring in. And we're fortunate that you know we've have some very generous um alumni and and who have been giving well for us and uh so the the i fund is strong and still going forward but of course like, like everything else you know inflation goes up that's what me and my counterparts <laughs> i i get that i get that for sure uh now i think we've talked about this a little bit before but um it's not just the high profile scholarship athletes that benefit from the I fund. It, it, it's a lot of the other ones on campus as well. Can, right. you, can you speak to that a little bit? No, sure. I mean, when I, when I talk about earning, raising money for scholarships, that that's everyone. Uh, that's all of our athletes because every sport is receiving, you know, whether it's their, uh, their budget or whether it's the scholarships, this is all dollars that we raise. Um, so for baseball, for golf, for tennis, you know, gymnastics, all of these dollars are also come through the, the you know, 
the iFund through our donors um, that make it possible. I mean, we have the new facilities. We, have, we actually have a new wrestling facility that's that's going up and should be opening up um, after January. So we have a lot of things that are going on on campus and everything, not just benefits, baseball, basketball, volleyball, or those so-called head count sports. We raise and we raise and do for every sport on campus. Um, so the iFund is, is taking care of all of those, as people call them, non-revenue sports. We make sure that they are all uh, top-notch um, programs as well, and which you have to be. So the University of Illinois and our athletic department have done a great job with, uh, with every program on campus. Uh, great, great. That's fantastic. One of the final quick thing I just happened to think of, because uh, I just heard of, heard it today and it just crossed my just remembered it. Um, and this kind of relates a little bit. Shauna Green just signed, I, I guess, a, a, a five-star recruit for the women's basketball team for next season. Um, I want to go to how good has Josh Whitman been in assembling the coaches he has for the for the athletic department? Hey, you know, you're you're only as good as your leadership. And I think our athletic department is, you know, in such a great position. You know, I know Brett, Bill, my is kind of, you know, having a little bit of a down year, but he's able to put two wins in a row. We still have a possibility of a bowl game. But he came in and had the right to ship um, of some things that were, you know, not going very well. But what does he do? He comes in, you know, year two, puts six guys in the, in the NFL – including two in the, going on day one and day two. He's going to do the same thing this coming draft. You, you know, mm. we'll have several guys that are going day one, day two. So the football football program is great. Brad has been excellent for a long time. Now, yeah, do we got to get past the first weekend of the NCAA tournament? Yes, he knows that. He understands that. That's a passion for him. And I believe we will with this year's team. This is the first time last year was the first time we had, uh, well, we were one of 16 universities, sorry, that had the men's basketball, women's basketball, and the football team all playing in the postseason. One of 16 in the country. There's 300 some odd um, Division I programs, and we were one of 16 that had all three of our major sports there. This year, we're one, you know, we haven't had our men and women's basketball program both ranked in the top 25 since 1999, 98, 99, or something like that. Yeah. So that'll tell you the coaches that we have. We're not even talking about Mike, you know, uh, um, Mike Small with golf. Oh, 12, yeah. 12 consecutive Big Ten championships, you know. So our coaching across the board, uh, is top notch, if not the best in the Big Ten. One, you know, one of definitely by one of the better programs in the Big Ten and in the country. And I mean, athletic sports overall. Right. So all of that happens through Josh, recognizing talent, being able to get them here, getting them to understand the Illini way and how great this institution is. Um, I take my hat off to Josh. And hey, and actually, he brought me over. <laughs> you know, I was working in government, mind you. You know, I was a community relations for all three um, schools in the system uh, uh, for the University of Illinois system. And Josh came to me and was like, hey, this is the plan for the Chicago office. I need you to come back and I need you to do these things. So he's not only recruiting coaches, he recruited development officers as well. So Josh gets it. You know, his passion, as he said when he took the job, it's it's not a job for him. It's personal. 
mm-hmm. you know, former football player, you know, that has gone gold tablet has done all of the great things he did at Illinois. And then to come back, I mean, that just shows you, you know, he has a passion for it. And I think he's recruiting and bringing the recruiting. He's hiring and bringing in people that have and share that same passion for Illinois. Well, Dion, it has been great having you on again. I, I, I love having you on. It's just such, such fun. Um, and, uh, we'll definitely get together soon again, for sure. Um, and I hope, I hope to get to a couple more games this year. Um, and if not, I def, I definitely be keeping an eye on the, on the, on the, uh, TV side of it. If I can listen to you and Brian, when I get, when I get the opportunity, uh, cause hey. I think you guys, you guys do such a great job calling the game. I, I really, uh, Brian is a great, uh, play by play. And I think you give some of the best anal- analyzing of what goes on on the court, uh, you know, um, Altenberger may think he does, but I think you're, I think you're above Altenberger. I think, you know, <laughs> well, thank you, my friend. I, I appreciate that, Don. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no problem, buddy. Hey, uh, so tell people what they feel, if they want to get interested in the iPhone, tell them where they go. Hey, go to join the iPhone.com. It's on our university website. It, it's really easy to go on there, or you can call me. Uh, my email address is Dion at Illinois.edu. It's D-E-O-N at Illinois.edu. I can answer any questions that you may have. You can also call my office, which is 312, uh-oh, 585-9002. That's 312-585-9002. You can tell I don't call myself very often. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. All right. Well, Dion, uh, thank you again. Thank you so much for coming on. And, uh, we look, I look forward to having you back again. Uh, we'll probably talk maybe one more time during the season. And then right. Obviously when the tournament time rolls around, uh, we'll, we'll get together. So, uh, thanks a lot, Dion. And you have, you have a great day. I will see you later, my friend. Sounds good. Big. I appreciate you as always. Go Illini. Go Illini. Well, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you to Deion Thomas for stopping by and talking some Illini hoops. You can find this show as a proud part of Gateway City Sports. At Gateway City Sports, we provide articles and content on many sports in and around the city of St. Louis. You have articles by Brian Swope, Gene Bonds, Russ Robinson, Tito Rivera. You can find me there, too. You can also find other podcasts, The Team of Rivals with Ron Nuttall, Pete Geddes, and Elliot Dewey. You can find the two for three with the Mighty Moose, Mike Stevenson. And then, returning to the airwaves, the ever-popular Derek King Show with the ever-popular Derek King. So check us out at gatewaycitysports.com. Find out what what we got. You might just be surprised. If you want to hit up the show, you can find me on X slash Twitter, whatever you want to call it at TSOTBGCS, or you can email the show, TSOTB.GCS at gmail.com. So, again, thank you to Dion Thomas, and this is Don Glenn telling you to have fun, stay safe, and we'll see you again when we are talking sports on the bleachers. Good night, everyone.